a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. You hear a lot, oh, just manifest the man or woman of your dreams. I mean, what does that really mean, right? Like maybe you think, If you just close your eyes, you say a little chant, you sprinkle a little like fairy dust in the air, your soulmate is going to appear. Poof, they're there. Um, If it were only that easy, right? Well, honestly, it can be, but you have to have the right mindset, the right tools to do so. You know, but the word manifesting gets confusing, I think, for a lot of people. I mean, if you look at the definition, manifesting is the process by which you can make your dreams a reality. And it involves visualization of your dreams, you know, thinking positive thoughts, forming encouraging beliefs, taking action consistent with such thoughts and beliefs. And the great thing about manifesting is that you can apply it to all kinds of dreams. So whether you're looking for a happy relationship, you know, fulfilling career or something else, you can use that manifestation to bring those things into your life. So take this notion of manifesting love, since that's what the show is about, right? You can manifest love because you might believe it will bring you happiness. Romantic love can also bring feelings of peace, empowerment, strength, security, among all these other things. But the thing is, It's important to build up those feelings before you find love. So this is where, you know, people get confused. It's like, well, I don't have to do the work. I don't have to really look at myself. I'll just sprinkle the manifestation dust into the air and it poof, it'll happen. But by doing that inner work and believing that you have the power to attract something amazing or perhaps something different than what you had in the past, it'll be that much easier to attract romantic love, and it's the right love for you. We are all attracted to people who are happy and fulfilled. So then you have to ask yourself, what what are you? Like, are you happy and fulfilled? And what does that true love really mean for you? Getting clear on that and who you are will help manifest a love that best matches not only your unique self, but an authentic self. That's the kind of love that lasts. And by the way, manifesting can work both ways. Like you can attract negative relationships too. You can actually manifest that as well with, and that can be with self-sabotage or unauthentic interactions. I remember I was working with a client who had one toxic relationship after another, and she was manifesting that, you know, she was attracting abusive, critical, unavailable men. And she came to me with this quintessential There are no good men out there. To which I simply said, You're right. And she, I remember she like looked at me kind of perplexed and she said, I, oh, you, you agree? I said, Yeah, I totally agree with you. I believe you that there are no good men out there because that's all you are seeing and who you are attracting. So, of course, your conclusion is, is that there are no good men. Now, growing up, what was important about the story is that she had a father who was really critical and emotionally distant, you know, so she never really saw that good men 
thing, you know, like the good, no good men mantra started at a very young age. And when we started coaching together, the work started with her believing that she was good enough, right? Like that she was good enough to attract a good man and unpacking kind of her limiting beliefs around that. It was also getting really crystal clear on what she wanted, defining what a good man really was and visualizing it. And every day I had her not only write out qualities she was looking for, but also had her create a vision board. And I used Pinterest. Now I'm, I'm about to share and bring on somebody who has way better tool. I just did Pinterest with her. Um, and she envisioned the life that she wanted with her future partner. And in the end, she manifested a great guy and it was the guy of her dreams. And she's so happy to be in this healthy relationship. And she admitted that all the qualities she was hoping for, he was, but she had to become that person first, right? So by accepting who you are now and all that you have yet to become, you'll make space in your life for someone who feels the same way. And this is sometimes easier said than done. If you feel you don't have many examples of true love in your life, it can be difficult to conjure up an image of what true love really even looks like. So joining me today is an amazing woman and a friend who has a tool and methodology to help you manifest love. She is a best-selling author, host of the podcast, Not Over, Just Different, I love that, co-host of the cable TV show, Wake Up, and founder of Mind Movies, which you hear more about this. It's just amazing. And the hugely successful and revolutionary online personal development company that has reached over 5.8 million people worldwide. Right now, she has launched her new brand new groundbreaking social and emotional learning curriculum entitled Personal Growth studies into schools here in the U.S., which is designed to empower youth from ages 5 to 18 years to live fulfilling and successful lives with high self-esteem and vision for a bright future. In October of 2018, she traveled to Liberia, where she met with government officials and launched personal growth studies into a number of schools. What an amazing woman. She is now in the second year working with over a thousand students. In 2020, she had an immense honor of being knighted by the Orthodox Order of St. John, a humanitarian group recognizing individuals who are not only doing great work, but who have big vision of their work they want to complete in the world by helping others. Welcome. Natalie Ledwell, are you there? I am here. Hello, darling. Hello, darling. Wow, gee, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm exhausted listening to all of that. <laughs> I know, but that's you. I that, Right? Like, I cannot believe, like, you're such an amazing woman. And I, I'm just so happy we're here. And in, in so many ways, right? Like, not only what you do, but also like, kind of your personal journey with just this manifestation thing. So yeah. I'd love for you to just like in your own words, like share your story. Like how, how did you even get into this whole notion of, you know, manifesting and, you know, the tool, if you want to explain what the mind movie is. Yeah. So a mind movie, very similar to what you would create out of Pinterest or, you know, like, you know, back in the day, you know, last century, you know, we would make vision boards. You know, so you'd cut out photos of the house you want or the vacation or the guy or whatever. Totally. Put that up on a vision board. So a mind movie is really the next step from that. 
And it's like a slideshow that you create. We've created software to make it easy for you. You go inside the software. There's a whole library of affirmations. There's a whole library of photos. There's music. And you combine the three of these components together to be able to create a movie that really depicts the life or the reality that you want to create. So, uh, you know, I obviously, uh, you know, you alluded to the fact that um, that I found love and um, I absolutely created a mind movie for that as well. Um, and for me, uh, you know, when I was creating that particular mind movie, you know, my affirmations are kind of describing what it is that I want. So mm-hmm. I was talking about, you know, the attributes of the guy that I wanted to have, you know, and, you know, and I'm sure that you teach this, Kim, like I didn't have a whole laundry list I had you know, uh, like a few must-haves that that were really important. I'm thinking everything else I could live with, but these are the things that are really important to me. Um, So I had those in there and I talked about how I showed up in a relationship and I talked about the things that we do together and described the relationship that we were creating together. But when you do it in, in a mind movie format, you can get kind of really deep. You can get really descriptive. Um, because as you were saying before, part of the manifestation process is being able to already see yourself in this relationship mm-hmm. or in the, you know, the house or whatever that it is that you want. So my movie makes it not just easy to be able to see yourself, um, but what's more important when you're visualising is how you feel. Yes. And so by adding the music, it helps to put you into that place. Like the song that I used for my mind movie for love was... Um, all of me by John Legend, Mm. you know, because I listened to that song and actually I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Um, (laughs) I listened to that song and I'm like, Oh, you know, what I want to attract is a man who loves me like that. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's what I want. And, and that how I, and I want to feel that way about him as well. Uh, So, yeah, so that's how I kind of created that, but how we got into it, it was so crazy. Like I think we watched the secret back in 2006 when it first came out um, and, you know, we kind of learned about the law of attraction for the first time going, wow, I did not even realise this existed. How did I miss this? Um, and uh, and then a friend showed us a little slideshow that he'd put together. But back then it was like PowerPoint slides and photos and kind of, you know, pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. Monster, uh, you know, Frankenstein together. Um, <laughs> and then he's like, you know, let's let's start a business. Let's put up a website. And we kind of started from there. That's It was kind of just the right time, right place, the secret had just been on Oprah, so everyone was talking about, you know, law of attraction and manifesting. So it was, it was a good time for us to launch. But you know, it's been twelve years now, and we've actually over the six million part, uh, and wow. uh, now going into schools as well. So it's 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 been quite the ride. But but and and the other thing that I was going to say to you because when I'm listening to you, you know, talking about my my introduction, now I'm like, you know, one of the limiting beliefs that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, was that I'm too much. Oh. I'm going to be too much for someone to handle. Like I've got this big, huge life and I did. I had like I, my husband and I, who's still my business partner, my ex-husband and I, I should say, um, we separated eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I had this beautiful, amazing single life that I'd created for myself. You know, I've got amazing friends and travel and, and everything. And, and it was interesting because, number one, I thought it was too much. But the other thing is that I would say to myself, like, I really want a relationship. Um, and it wasn't until the gift of the pandemic yeah. that came along and completely cleared my calendar. 
Yes. Oh my God. I love that you just said that. And I'm like, oh, and like, uh, yes, my, my mouth was saying I want a relationship, but my calendar went, was going, are you kidding? Where are you going to fit that in? Uh, <laughs> that's great. Yes. Yes. Well, and I think that's part of like the manifestation and how it can work both ways, right? Like you were manifesting exactly where you were, you know, which often is the rub against what maybe you ultimately want or maybe scared of what you want, right? And go ahead. Yeah, and it's like what I was saying in my mind movie when I was describing this relationship. Yeah. I I was, and Bert, my guy who I met during COVID, um, he's been really, you know, uh, in the beginning, I kind of was bucking the system a little bit, but, you know, I, I kind of see his point. He's like, we need to make time for this. So um, even in my mind movie, when I was describing all the, you know, we're entertaining and we're going away on weekends and we're traveling the world and we're doing all these amazing things, um, I had to like be get very honest with myself and going, well, if that's what I want, I need to show up in creating that space mm. you know which uh, the mind movie kind of kept me on on track with that as well you know I actually showed Bert my mind movie we, we were together like three or four months before I showed it to him and uh you know I played in my movie and he looks at me and he goes well first of all that's creepy because uh, <laughs> that is exactly he goes that's us exactly that's what I know I said that you know what I was that saying. is so cool I yeah. love that I was wondering like in, in your quest to manifest this guy in your life, and even as you were going through like your single life, what were some of the challenges that you had? Like maybe the roadblocks that kept coming up that prevented you from manifesting? Yeah, you know what? A lot of it was my old stories, mm. you know, because the, the last time I dated, I was in my 20s and I was an aerobic instructor. So mm-hmm. I never had to go looking for it. It always found me. You know, um, mm-hmm. I was young. I was confident. I had an amazing body. It was, you know, so uh, when Glenn and I separated, it was I was probably maybe 45. And so mm-hmm. now I'm, like, in a foreign country, um, L.A., which scares the pants off me, you know, with, like, <laughs> you know, like all the things that could possibly happen. Um, and... And not feeling, you know, like I'm my best self body-wise or whatever. I mean, I, I feel happy about who I am, uh, but even that was not indicative of, of attracting a relationship. Yeah. Because for me, I'm like I'm independent. I like my free time. I like to, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and it's taken an adjustment for me to go, right, I have to, I've got someone else to consider now. I need to, you know, forgive mm-hmm. with someone and, and so forth. But, um, but so the challenge for me was, number one, I, my, what I was wanting was out of alignment with, with how I was living, you know, so um, I was really uh, valuing my freedom. Um, and so again, I'm like, one of the fears that I had uh, was like, if I get in a relationship, I'm going to lose my freedom. Mm-hmm. And, so, and again, that's a story. It's mm-hmm. not true at all. But um, so I had that kind of thing or, you know, who's going to be attracted to an older woman and blah, blah, you know, look at my age. And, yeah. you know, I started to kind of, as I was going through the dating scene and I, and I kind of had stopped dating for a while. Um, and I only just went back online, uh, you know, in August of, of last year of 2020. 
Um, and within three weeks, Bert and I connected. And so it was very short-lived. But, you know, the mistakes I was making before is that, you know, I would say that I, you know, wanted to be in a relationship, but nothing about how I acted. You know, I was very aloof because I had all these little stories going in my mind about, you know, losing freedom and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that was, I was my own, you know, my own roadblock, my own issue. Meeting meeting people wasn't a problem. It was just nothing kind of stuck because, you know, there was nothing attractive to a guy wanting to be in a relationship with me because everything else about me was saying no. Yes. Yeah. I just love that you just said that because, and and literally I have conversations like this all the time with um, different people that I work with and those old stories, really what those are, are just fears, you know, the old, and it keeps us safe, you know, from progressing into a story that we may not like the ending to. So let's just, let's just keep the sizzle reel going. It's really right. Like it's not the whole movie. We can just do the sizzle reel for a while. Cause that's so yeah. much safer, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. But I always tell people, if you want to flip the script of your story, you got to go back to the beginning and where it's all starting and what you're putting out there, because that really does determine how things progress. Yeah. Well, I, I did have one relationship that was lasted a few months. Um, it was a few years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, and when that ended, I call it the breakup that keeps on giving. <laughs> oh, I love that <laughs> because I really got to like my deepest. So all the stuff that I never dealt with when the, at the end of my marriage. I mean, mm-hmm. I did we did the Hoffman process, and I did a whole bunch of uh, work on myself, and you know, just to 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 build myself up because I kind of felt like I'd lost myself after twenty years of marriage, and you know, and that whole thing. Um, but it wasn't until I was in this other relationship and it ended that I realized that my deepest, deepest wound is abandonment. Mm. And of course, I wasn't because nothing was challenging that that uh, that belief. It, 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 the only way that was going to be challenged is if I was in a relationship, and that's what that relationship did. And uh, I remembered thinking, wow, like, and and of course, you know, my my biological mother left when I was three, mm-hmm. you know. That old chestnut. So, um, you know, <laughs> didn't. But for me, I would I'd always like kind of go. That's not really my problem, you know. It, I, I don't even remember her leaving, but I didn't realize how much that really had affected me. And it also explained why I was always an arm's length. Yeah. When I was, you know, dating or when I was in this relationship, you know, these guys could never really get close enough. And I didn't realize what that was until I, you know, that relationship ended and it all came to the surface. And I'm like, wow. So then it gave me an opportunity to work on it and heal it. It's really beautiful, just like that journey that you're talking about and how fear can really just rear its ugly head and in different ways. And and often so much, it's like unconscious. You don't even realize it. And, but it's also so powerful to know that you have that power to change it all just by like, you know, recognizing things within yourself and doing things different. And and that's what I was going to ask you about, because I know that like with some of the stuff that you teach there, or even in the mind movies, there's like six steps to manifesting. Um, what are some of those steps at least, or, or, or ways that people can kind of get over these fears and get to the next level? Yeah. Well, um, so for me, like the six steps are pretty simple. Um, and the, and the first one is really, uh, it's all about our frequency, our vibration. Mm. You know, we know that with, through the law of attraction that we'll attract things that are resonating in the same frequency we are and our frequency is our emotion 
And so, you know, step one for me is getting into my happy place. You know, I can yeah. I can be in a place where I'm feeling really lonely. I'm sitting home and I've got a big glass of red wine. I'm by myself. But I don't want to be thinking about the relationship I want from that place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you know, then I'm only thinking about someone who's going to help to fill the, the holes that my wounds are making. You know, I want to yeah. be outside of that. I want to be in such a happy place where I'm feeling whole because, you know, what I do know is that I don't, I will never rely on my relationship to make me happy. Bingo. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, so I'm in my happy place and I'm like, okay, well, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling whole. This is wonderful. What do I want to create? Like who, who is it? And, and for me, I never really had a, um, any a kind of attachment to how a person looked, you know, cause for me, it's all, it has to be a soul connection. If I don't have that connection there, then that's that's the challenge. Yeah. Like I don't care what you look like, um, and so so happy place first, and then I kind of my step two is I set an intention and go okay, this year. So my intention last year was by the end of twenty twenty I will be in a loving and supportive relationship, you know. And it's kind of like my for me my intention is like a line in the sand. Like this is happening. Like I'm, I'm going to do this, and it's you know I'm, I'm and I have so much resolve when I say that. That it's like you know, even the universe is like, okay, she's she means business this time. It's actually happening, um, and then I'll create my mind movie mm. again. Like I go into, you know, his attributes, you know, our connection, the relationship, how I'm showing up, things that we do together, describing the life that we have together, um, and you know, and of course, you know, choosing the right music with that. So when I get really clear and I start to create my mind movie, um, you know, then when I use the mind movie. And number one, I use it so I can sit in my visualizations, which is my next step is visualizing as often as possible and feeling what it's like to be in love. Um, but I also would use my mind movie so that I could get into the right frequency or the right, you know, vibration before I went online. Ah, oh, I love that. So it's reminding me of what it is I'm looking for and who it is that I'm looking for so that when I'm on, online and I'm looking, um, it's easier for me to recognise, you know, mm-hmm, the guy because mm-hmm. I've, I've just watched my mind movie. Um, and so so and so and that's how I use my mind movie. But when I'm visualising, I'm not just, I'm actually choosing a moment, like one moment in time where I can, you know, I'm using all of my senses you know, and, and what I used to visualize is being on a beach and laying on a deck chair, um, feeling the warmth of the sun on my skin and smelling the ocean and hearing the waves. And then I'm holding the hand and I would I would just see a male figure. I wouldn't see a face or anything, but a male figure. Um, and and just the love and the contentment that I was feeling in that moment would just, you know, emanate. And and so I and within like two or three months of Bert and I being together. We actually, I remember we were up in Monterey and I'm sitting on the beach and I'm like, wow, I'm just, this is exactly what I would envision. Mm. And it came together really quickly. So, you know, visualising, uh, often using as many senses as you can so it's so real and, and again, what's more important is what you're feeling, not what you see. Um, and then, you know, obviously taking action, which means, you know, yes. I would go online, I would actually reach out to, to, to men, I would send little messages, you know, and I would spend time. And I'd have a little process where, you know, I'd get a glass of wine, I'd light some candles, I'd watch my mind movie and then go man shopping, you know. So. Oh, my gosh. This is so good. This is, you know, what I love about a lot of what you're saying, too, in the process is 
the sensory piece, because it's one thing to just read it. It's another thing to say it out loud, but it's a way different level to feel it in, in many different ways. And whether it's through the music or through the candles or watching the movie, like you're hitting the sensory kind of experience of it in so many different levels, then you actually become it. Because to your point, like you have to become in that state in order to attract that particular thing that you're searching for and and wanting to feel. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, when we are online, we can Mm -hmm. fall into the trap of, you know, being sitting and waiting in the doctor's office and going flick, 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 flick. Numbing out. Yeah. I I, I would never do that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, for me, it's like I set time aside. I was like, I would be intentional and I would have a hundred percent of my, you know, my focus would be on, you know, what I'm looking at, because for me, yeah, you can look at photos and things and that's one thing, but I'm I'm reading, like I'm trying to read some profiles because I'm looking for depth. I'm looking for, you know, something that's a lot juicier than just a good-looking guy. So, you know, for me, I, I have to make sure that I've got the time to, to be able to sit there and do that. But then, you know, I also had the, you know, I do internet marketing, so I understand yeah. it's a numbers game. So, <laughs> you know, um, so I, I understood that as well. So even though I'd reach out to maybe 20 guys, you know, I might have five respond and then out of that I might get one date or something. So, but to me, I'm like, well, that's just the numbers. That's right. Right. You know, I wouldn't, if, if I wouldn't stress about the 15 guys that didn't reach back, I would just, you know, focus on the ones that did. So that's really important too, is focusing on what is not, what is not. That's you right. know, and, and that's, that's really also, again, that, that abundance mindset rather than the scarcity mindset. And I think that's a lot of what you're describing too, which is so powerful. And I wondered, you know, so I'd love to hear that moment when, when you met your guy, like maybe describe the state that you were in and is he feeling different than your other guys of the past? Like, did the intention work is, I guess, my... Yeah. So, um, so like I said, I, and, you know, our good friend, Carol Allen helped me with my profile and I had some photos taken and, you know, and I, and I'd had the, the, um, the profile up, um, but I wasn't active just yet because I was finishing off a big project Mm -hmm. and, um, but, you know, I was getting lots of guys reaching out and, uh, and most of them were like, really young and inappropriate I'm like just no (laughs) it was like the universe is going are you sure you want this is the guy you want because I've got this tasty little 20 something year old no No, those are just the sizzle reels I don't want those anymore yeah it's like you're testing me what's going on Um, yeah but then when Bert reached out um he uh I because one of the questions because I was on hinge one of the questions I uh, you know and it's COVID so you know I'm asking two questions like what do you do when you're home on Saturday night because we're all home um or mm-hmm. Sunday mornings and so um I think the Saturday night when I said you know I talked about cooking a beautiful steak and have a beautiful red wine and conversation uh and uh and so when Bert reached out he said um what kind of steak and I went ribeye hello <laughs> and he was like, good answer and then he's like you know do you do you still have your Australian accent and I said yes and if you'd like to hear it you could call me so um oh oh wait pause there ladies did you hear that she did a hanky drop i just want to yeah. like highlight that because she hinted in a very feminine way without saying call me yeah. love it okay keep going <laughs> yeah. so um so then see we called the next day um and uh, he, we'd set a time so he called on time and but he had to go away to an appointment and he goes, I really want to meet you. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do that. I said, call me later and we'll organize something. So uh, the next day we then met uh, down here at the Venice Beach at the pier and went for a walk. 
because, you know, it's COVID, that's what you do. We, that lasted two hours um, and I think within the first half an hour I was like, this is something, this is something. Mm. Um, because there were even things that he said on that first date that were affirmations in my mind movie. It was that wild. Um, and I think the thing that we that attracted both of us to each other was how much work we'd done ourselves um, from our past relationship. And when we talked about our past relationships, we talked about how we showed up in the end of it mm-hmm. rather than blaming the other person. You know, um, and we we were taking ownership of you know of that, and then talking about how we kind of had moved through that. And I was like, okay, this is amazing, and um, and so the, after two hours, you know, he had to go. In the, his car was you know getting was in the meter, so then we met the next day as well for lunch, and um, and but we knew on the walk, we knew oh, on the walk. That, was, that was right, That's and we've been together for what nearly eighteen months now, so. <sighs> This is this is really great. And it's inspiring because I think a lot of there's a lot of people you listening might feel like that in that hopeless state, you know, and and having those fears and objections and knowing that you do have the power to overcome that. And I wondered, like during now the course of your relationship, because this comes up a lot too, is do you ever have hiccups where you start second guessing yourself or you know, having those dips or do you, are you really feeling that momentum forward now? Well, I mean, we've had some doozies, I, I have to say, but, <laughs> but I think that's healthy and normal. It is. Yeah. Um, because through the doozies, um, again, I'm realizing, you know, I'm seeing some of my behavior patterns come up Ah, and yes. the awesome thing about both Bert and myself is that we, we, you know, we can be in the heat of it, and then, you know, then everything kind of comes down. We've learned how to have the conversations without being so triggered. Um, but more than that, we've we've also spent time figuring out why we're so triggered. Like why when he says that am I so triggered by that? And so, um, again, I've had some of my, you know, my old programs come up about, you know, being sensitive about being told what to do or, you know, with, with Bert, he has a thing that's like, you know, um, when uh, things don't go his way, there's a certain behavior pattern comes up. But the thing is, we're both recognizing that these are these are patterns, right? And right. and the beauty of that is number one, um, the other person goes, well, this is a pattern of yours, so this has really got nothing to do with me. This is just a behavior pattern that's coming up. And then when I realize, okay, this is my pattern, I can stop it because I know that again, it's not bird, it's not the situation, it's just bringing this up. You know, so then I get the opportunity to go back and work on it and I go, okay, next time this is how I'm going to be do this differently. This is how I'm going to respond differently. And, of course, every time we've had a doozy, um, we're always better on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, of course, they're becoming less and less now. And I mean, it's we're only 18 months in. Like this is, this is the time where you are kind of setting your boundaries and you're realising what's, what's important and, um, and, you know, and, kind of we're molding into the relationship you know what I mean so right um, for, like for me uh, I I know 1000 percent that Bert is my guy I have no d- doubt about that whatsoever mm-hmm. you know and when we have these little tips it's like okay we we can we understand more and more what it's all about where it's coming from and again we're taking ownership for our part in it so it's that really is it and it's so 
great to know too that and and normalize you know those kind of dips but it's really what you do with them and also having that responsibility piece to yeah. it because i think the fear factor can creep in and during those moments and then people go back to the old movies but i think when you do work on yourself and you have these manifestation intentions this is how you get to work on it you know and that is that's amazing. I, I love a couple of times I've actually, you know, I thought, oh my God, this is so hard. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> if you don't sort it out now, is this going to show up in the next relationship? Just, just sort your stuff out, will you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And, and not being, because the easy out and so many people fall into that trap. The easy out is just be like, oh, I'll just go back to being single. It was so much easier, but was it really? Like there's always hardship in each stage of dating and relationships. And it's really, yeah, setting that intention and being clear what you want and and getting over those fears. So Natalie, thank you so much. I love all this. I I could go on and on with you, but um, do you have any like parting words of wisdom that you wanted to share or like messages to people listening? Yeah, I think uh, for me that I've, I'm always being pretty proactive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I could sit back and wait for guys to reach out to me and, and whatever, but then I'm not being proactive in really um, uh, going after what it is that I want. Yeah. So when we talk about the action part of manifesting, um, it's really part of that is um, really acting in alignment with the thoughts and the emotions that you have around the relationship that you want, you know, so not just falling for anyone or anything or just saying yes because someone asked you out. It's like, no, do you fit the the picture that I want or are you, are you the characteristics of the person that I want? And so, um, you know, I think for us that part of that manifestation process is being more proactive and is, you know, saying no to some people. You know, and, you know, being and when you do that and your actions are all in alignment with that, the manifestation process is so much faster. That is so true. It's funny because I just got off the phone with a client. We were talking exactly about that. And and I want to also clarify for a lot of women get confused by that with setting intentions where then they end up in their masculine energy and they're like going at it like gangbusters. And then they get like totally burnt out. And this is what was happening with my client. And I said, it's, it's not about being the aggressor. It's about like seeing who shows up with you with intentions and setting those boundaries it's exactly like what you just said. And it, something just clicked in her and she's like, Oh, you know, she's like, I thought setting the intentions was like following up with the guys and here's my number. And like, she was going at it like gangbusters, but with that energy that also can backfire, you know, cause you right. really want to see who shows up for you too. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, and I think too, when all of that's in alignment, you just, you just recognize them so quickly. Yes, you do start seeing those patterns like quicker and quicker. So, oh my God. Well, okay. Tell everybody where they can, you know, find your mind movie and other things that you offer. Yeah. If you go to mindmovies.com, now on that webpage, uh, you know, that's kind of everything that we do that you can find the podcast there. You can actually download six pre-made my movies. So you get a really idea of what they're like. Mm. Uh, And it, you know, there is one there about love. And and when you watch that mind movie, it gives you a really great idea to get clear about what it is that you want um, so that you can, you know, create your own, but you can also get access to the mind movie software there as well. So mindmovies.com is the best place to go. 
Well, I'm sold. And for now on, I'm not using Pinterest with my clients anymore. I'm going to send them to you, <laughs> to Mind <laughs> Movies. It's such a great tool. So, Natalie, thank you so much for sharing everything and your story. So, this was so fun. And thank you for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. Of course, I'm your host, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, as always, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you listen to this and you struggle with manifesting healthy, love. Yeah. Hop over and check out the mind movies. It's an awesome tool and hop on a call with me and I can help you map out a strategy with using that and to help you further. And remember you are so powerful. Working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now. Everybody.